Richard Young, and with me today is Mr. Uriah Beagle. Join us as we experience God's Word together and grow in our relationship with Him. Today, we'll be reading from the Berean Standard Bible. The reading plan we're following is the one-year chronological Bible, and today is day 18. We'll be reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 47, verses 28 through 31, 48, 49, and closing out the book, chapter 50. Let's dive right in. Genesis 47. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years, and the length of his life was 147 years. When the time drew near for Israel to die, he called his son Joseph to him. If I have found favor in your eyes, put your hand under my thigh, and promise to show me kindness and faithfulness. Do not bury me in the land of Egypt. But when I lie down with my fathers, carry me out of Egypt and bury me with them. Joseph answered, I will do as you have requested. Swear to me, Jacob said. So Joseph swore to him, and Israel bowed his head in worship at the head of his bed. Genesis 48. Sometime later, Joseph was told, Your father is ill, so he set out with his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. When Jacob was told, Your son Joseph has come to you, Israel rallied his strength and sat up in bed. Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan, and there he blessed me and told me, Behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you. I will make you a multitude of peoples and will give this land to your descendants after you as an everlasting possession. And now your two sons born to you in Egypt before I came to you here shall be reckoned as mine. Ephraim and Manasseh shall be mine, just as Reuben and Simeon are mine. Any children born to you after them shall be yours, and they shall be called by the names of their brothers in the territory they inherit. Now as for me, when I was returning from Padan to my sorrow, Rachel died along the way in the land of Canaan, some distance from Ephrath. So I buried her there beside the road to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. When Israel saw the sons of Joseph, he asked, Who are these? Joseph said to his father, They are the sons God has given me in this place. So Jacob said, Please bring them to me that I may bless them. Now Israel's eyesight was poor because of old age. He could hardly see. Joseph brought his sons to him, and his father kissed them and embraced them. I never expected to see your face again, Israel said to Joseph, but now God has let me see your children as well. Then Joseph removed his sons from his father's knees and bowed face down. And Joseph took both of them with Ephraim in his right hand toward Israel's left hand and Manasseh in his left hand toward Israel's right hand and brought them close to him. But Israel stretched out his right hand and put it on the head of Ephraim, the younger, and crossing his hands, he put his left on Manasseh's head, although Manasseh was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all harm, May he bless these boys. 
And may they be called by my name and the names of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and may they grow into a multitude upon the earth. When Joseph saw that his father had placed his right hand on Ephraim's head, he was displeased and took his father's hand to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's. Not so, my father, Joseph said. This one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused. I know, my son, I know, he said. He too shall become a people, and he too shall be great. Nevertheless, his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his offspring shall become a multitude of nations. So that day Jacob blessed them and said, By you shall Israel pronounce his blessing. May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. So he put Ephraim before Manasseh. Then Israel said to Joseph, Look, I am about to die, but God will be with you and bring you back to the land of your fathers. And to you, as one who is above your brothers, I give the ridge of the land that I took from the Amorites with my sword and bow. Genesis 49. Then Jacob called for his sons, and he said, Gather around so that I can tell you what will happen to you in the days to come. Come together and listen, O sons of Jacob. Listen to your father Israel, Reuben. You are my firstborn, my might and the beginning of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power. Uncontrolled as the waters, you will no longer excel, because you went up to your father's bed, onto my couch, and defiled it. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. May I never enter their council. May I never join their assembly. For they kill men in their anger, and hamstring an ox, on whim. Cursed be their anger, for it is strong, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will disperse them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the necks of your enemies, and your father's sons will bow down to you. Judah is a young lion. My son, you return from the prey. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, Who dares rouse him? The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the staff from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, and the allegiance of the nations is his. He ties his donkey to the vine, his colt to the choicest branch. He washes his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth are whiter than milk. Zebulun shall dwell by the seashore and become a harbor for ships. His border shall extend to Sidon. Issachar is a strong donkey lying down between the sheepfolds. He saw that his resting place was good and that his land was pleasant, so he bent his shoulder to the burden and submitted to labor as a servant. Dan shall provide justice for his people as one of the tribes of Israel. He will be a snake by the road, a viper in the path that bites the horse's heels so that its rider tumbles backward. I await your salvation, O Lord. Gad will be attacked by raiders, but he will attack their heels. Asher's food will be rich. He shall provide royal delicacies. 
Naphtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns. Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine by a spring whose branches scale the wall. The archers attacked him with bitterness. They aimed at him in hostility, yet he steadied his bow, and his strong arms were tempered by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. In the name of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, by the God of your father who helps you, and by the Almighty who blesses you, with blessings of the heavens above and blessings of the depths below, with blessings of the breast and of the womb. The blessings of your Father have surpassed the blessings of the ancient mountains and the bounty of the everlasting hills. May they rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince of his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he devours the prey, and in the evening he divides the plunder. These are the tribes of Israel, twelve in all, and this was what their father said to them. He blessed them, and he blessed each one with a suitable blessing. Then Jacob instructed them, I am about to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave in the field of Ephron the Hittite. The cave is in the field of Machpelah near Mamre, in the land of Canaan. This is the field of Abraham, which he purchased from Ephron the Hittite as a burial site. There Abram and his wife Sarah are buried, and there Isaac and his wife Rebekah are buried, and there I buried Leah. The field and the cave that is in it were purchased from the Hittites. When Jacob had finished instructing his sons, he pulled his feet into the bed and breathed his last, and he was gathered to his people. Genesis 50. Then Joseph fell upon his father's face, wept over him, and kissed him. And Joseph directed the physicians in his service to embalm his father Israel. So they embalmed him, taking the forty days required to complete the embalming. And the Egyptians mourned for him seventy days. When the days of mourning had passed, Joseph said to Pharaoh's court, If I have found favor in your eyes, please tell Pharaoh that my father made me swear an oath when he said, I am about to die. You must bury me in the tomb that I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. Now let me go and bury my father and then return. Pharaoh replied, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear to do. Then Joseph went to bury his father, and all the servants of Pharaoh accompanied him, the elders of Pharaoh's household and all the elders of the land of Egypt, along with all of Joseph's household and his brothers and his father's household. Only their children and flocks and herds were left in Goshen. Chariots and horsemen alike went up with him, and it was an exceedingly large procession. When they reached the threshold floor to Atad, which is across the Jordan, they lamented and wailed loudly, and Joseph mourned for his father seven days. When the Canaanites of the land saw the mourning at the threshold floor of Atad, they said, This is a solemn ceremony of mourning by the Egyptians. Thus the place across the Jordan is called Abel Mizraim. So Jacob's sons did as he had charged them, they carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave at Machpelah in the field near Mamre, which Abraham had purchased from Ephron the Hittite as a burial site. 
After Joseph had buried his father, he returned to Egypt with his brothers and all who had gone with him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph bears a grudge? Then he will surely repay us for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Before he died, your father commanded, This is what you are to say to Joseph. I beg you, please forgive the transgression and sins of your brothers, for they did you wrong. So now, Joseph, please forgive the transgressions of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers also came to him, bowed down before him, and said, We are your slaves. But Joseph replied, Do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? As for you, what you intended against me for evil, God intended for good, in order to accomplish a day like this, to preserve the lives of many people. Therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. So Joseph reassured his brother and spoke kindly to them. Now Joseph and his father's household remained in Egypt, and Joseph lived to the age of 110. He saw Ephraim's sons to the third generation, and indeed the sons of Machir of Manasseh were brought up on Joseph's knees. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will surely visit you and bring you up from this land to the land he promised an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph made the sons of Israel take an oath and said, God will surely attend to you, and then you must carry my bones up from this place. So Joseph died at the age of 110, and they embalmed his body and placed it in a coffin in Egypt. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for not only preserving people in ancient days, but preserving your word which preserves us, sanctifies us, and changes us. Lord, help us to lay hold of more knowledge of who you are and what you've done to preserve life and to give everlasting life to all those that call in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Amen. Day 18 there is a lot of different interactions between Jacob and Joseph. And we start with a interaction where he has Joseph swear with his hand under the thigh. So we're seeing that as a continuing trend, as a, a custom amongst his people, where they're making a promise on the lineage. Who thighs. are the descendants going to be? Yeah. Right. And where are they going to come from? Right. Yep. Absolutely. Pushing through there with that you must do this. This is where the line will continue through. Jacob, he refers to God as the shepherd. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first time we've seen that, haven't we? I don't know. <laughs> but certainly God is referred to as shepherd, and the other word that is used is angel. So God is both a messenger and he's the shepherd of Israel, mm. certainly. And as the shepherd, we will see that used more frequently moving through the Old Testament and into the New Testament as a title for God, mm. the great shepherd. Yeah, I know you wanted to talk about how Israel switches his hands in blessing Ephraim and Manasseh. So here we have Jacob repeating, or Israel repeating, the same thing that was done to Isaac, where Isaac was like, no, no, Esau was the first out. He should get the, the blessing, but 
No, he ends up blessing Jacob through some deception, but it was also prophesied that Jacob would be the greater of the two children. Mm -hmm. And here we have the same thing where Joseph says, no, no, you got to bless this one instead. But Jacob says, no, the prophecy he's received is that Ephraim will be greater than Manasseh. Right. The younger will serve the elder. And I we brought this out a little bit, I think, previously, but we, what we have are this, this foreshadowing that the flesh will serve the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. You must be born again. You have to enter into that second birth. And then as you are obedient to and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, you will rule, you know, your own flesh. So that's, that's just a picture of that, I think, in both these stories. Yeah, and and there's a couple more prophecies laid out here for us. We get the prophecy given to Judah, Mm -hmm. who is said, amongst other things, he's the young lion, which is a very positive term, Mm -hmm. and that the scepter from Judah will not fall until Shiloh comes. Mm -hmm. So in that, he's saying that Judah's going to rule for a long time until Shiloh comes. Mm Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I love it. Until Shiloh comes. One of the notes that we have is Shiloh is interpreted as the Messiah, and Messiah has the true right to both take up the throne and rule with the scepter. So, again, it's foreshadowing the Lord Jesus Christ. Judah, he is a man of war, a young lion, as you said, Uriah, but he also is the one who is, is praise you know, exalting the Lord. And, and this foreshadows the Davidic line as well. David, the original Renaissance man, I think, is King David. He did it all. He was a bloody man, a warrior. He was also Israel's poet. He was Israel's shepherd. So even though he referred to God as my shepherd, going back to your allusion earlier. Mm. And again, you see that foreshadowing of Messiah. His garments are dipped in blood of grapes. And that is just a a beautiful picture of how Messiah rescues his people through his own blood. Wow. And there were some other folks who were given prophecies that were less. Oh, yeah, all all 12 tribes. Yeah. The one that I want to harp on, just so you can either do your own research or you can hang in there for a a good long while, (laughs) is there's a prophecy about Benjamin being a ravenous wolf. The wolf was not considered a graceful or or glorified animal like a lion was. This was not a nice title. This animal is talking about attacking in the night, stealing, devouring. The sheep. Yeah, the sheep that they would have had to defend as the shepherds. And they would have had to defend them from lions as well. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, they regarded them differently. Here you have the this tribe is given it, and we will see them live up to this name in the future. Mm. Mm. So all 12 tribes are recognized and blessed, and he blessed each one with a suitable blessing. And it's interesting how the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable and without reproach. God, God gives gifts naturally and spiritually to each one of us, and all 12 tribes come up out of Egypt. They're blessed, and 
I think you're going to enjoy as we continue pressing into the Bible in a year with manna. So thank you so much for joining us as we look forward to being with you tomorrow for day 19 of the Bible in a year with manna.